Uh, Jeff Tate of Queensrake, welcome. Ah, nice to be here. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. The first time I saw you guys, I was 12 years old. You opened up for Def Leppard in the round up at the Spectrum in Philly, and I've been a fan ever since. So thank you for putting on such an amazing show. Well, we try. (laughs) So uh, let's get to this uh, Queensrÿke Cabaret. I've noticed the last several years you did the Operation Mindcrime Tour. You've done the Mindcrime 1 and 2 Tour. You had the uh, Three Suites Tour last year. And this year you have the Cabaret. You always make it interesting. How did you come up with this type of show? Uh, Well, you know, Cabaret is an old form of, uh, you know, visual entertainment. And uh, it has kind of a resurgence in uh, several cities around the country. Seattle, you know, where we're from, uh, there's quite a, a scene there. And uh, I just thought it would be kind of a cool thing to have, um, you know, performance art accompanying our music. And um, so we we decided to, uh, you know, give it a shot. And uh, it's a very cool show, very outrageous, very different than what we've done in the past. Um, A lot of times our presentations tend to be on the more serious side, and this is completely the opposite. It's uh, very irreverent, very outrageous, and fun. I love how you, you keep it interesting with the tours. It's just not you go out and tour. There's always uh, something going on, whether you're doing the entire Mind Crime records or, or the three suites from uh, from last year. Now the Cabaret. It's going to be really interesting to see tonight uh, how you tie in the Cabaret and everything that you have going on. I hear the commercials about jugglers and there's dancers and uh, and then you're going to have the Queensryche music in the background. Uh, did it just kind of tie in uh, naturally or did you really have to like sit down and try to figure out how this is going to work out? Well, really, it's a story. Uh, we wrote a story around uh, using, uh, you know, Queensryche songs, um, and we're playing quite a bit of songs that we don't normally play live. Uh, we tended to pick uh, some of our more lighter material, things that are, uh, you know, uh, not so uh, dismal, you know, <laughs> and keep it, keeping the show kind of up and more, you know, energetic and entertaining. And so... Uh, uh, it's a story, really, and uh, it's a bit like if you took that movie Moulin Rouge and mixed it with Rocky Horror Picture Show and put the whole thing in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. It's kind of like that. Turning our attention away from music, you have a wine that's out, correct? I do, yeah. It's called Insania, and uh, we make a red and a white. How did you get tied into that? Is this something that you've always been uh, interested in, or did someone come to you and tie you into the wine? Uh, you know, when I, when I travel, um, I... We're very fortunate we get to travel in like 40 different countries around the world every year. And you just sort of, you know, sample a lot of things and try a lot of different cuisine and, and wines. And uh, I just fell in love with it. You know, uh, something I became interested in, started collecting wine. And uh, where I live in Washington State, it's the second largest wine producer in the country behind California. And uh, we have you know, really, really in-depth, uh, advanced, you know, wine uh, uh, region there. And uh, we can grow any kind of grapes you anywhere in the world and uh, it just sort of seemed like a natural fit and I, I kind of met winemakers over the years and I met Holly Turner and her husband Andy uh, quite a few years ago and just through uh, the association with them and talking about it we decided to come up with uh, a signature wine for me and uh, so this is our, our second vintage now that we're on uh, the project started about five years ago and uh, it's going along great. It's uh, selling really well. Uh, in fact, most of it is already sold out for this vintage. So we're on to the next one now. On a, on a somber note, uh, a close friend of yours, uh, a guy that you, you worked with who was on your Operation Mindcrime 2 tour, uh, Ronnie James Dio, passed away. We lost such an amazing voice. Um, where, were we, where were you when you uh, found out the news that he had passed on? Well, it was home, actually. Uh, yeah, Ronnie was a, a good friend and uh, an incredible musician and uh, actually very influential in the beginnings of Queensryche. In fact, he took us on our first tour of Europe back in, um, in 1983-84 and really taught us the ropes, you know, how to be a touring band, what to do, what not to do, and uh, gave us a lot of insight into, uh, you know, what it takes to be a touring band. 
And musically, you know, his work with Black Sabbath uh, was incredibly influential, not just to Queensryche, but to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different musicians who went on to, you know, form their own bands. He was just a, a wonderful man, you know, very giving and uh, a true gentleman. Now, what's uh, next for, for Jeff Tate? What's next for, for Queensryche? New music? Uh, are you doing anything solo? I know you've had the solo album out before. What's on uh, the horizon for you guys? Well, we have a new Queensryche album in the works that we hope to have out uh, in spring and a tour to follow. And uh, we're kind of in the midst of working on that while we're doing some of these uh, sporadic cabaret dates around the country. I I thank you for taking some time out and talking to me today. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, Thanks for the interview.